Hey everybody, good evening. This is Matthew from Don't Unfriend Me, and uh, we have three topics we're going to talk about tonight. One is swing states and how close the actual race is. Hillary Clinton decides to open her mouth yet again. What's new? It's a day that ends with why. And Kamala Harris gets a surprise interview from CBS and gets held accountable. And with today, I just want to talk about Mark Twain, that politicians and diapers both need to be changed for the exact same reason. Here we go. We got a good show. going to be a good night. I'm excited. Let's get that vape out of the way. It really messes up the camera. Hello, everybody. My name is Matt with Don't Unfriend Me. And this show is about a little bit of everything. Politics, current events, makes you feel icky and weird sometimes, and I might offend you. The sign says that. If you could do me a favor is right over here, you will see a subscribe button on YouTube. And down below, you will see like and follow. If you could just do that for me, I would appreciate it. That keeps me going. I don't make any money doing it, but it is a nice thing to do. It makes me feel worthy. Like I said, my name is Matt. We're going to talk about a couple topics today, and let's get into it because there is some interesting interesting things going on. Everyone remembers Miss Hillary Clinton. Here she is. I have to sneeze. <coughs> All right. Anyway, not coronavirus. I swear to God, it's just allergies. So Hillary Clinton, let's get to it. When does this lady not open her mouth and just completely tick off half the nation? First, it was basket of deplorables. Ooh. And then she decides to go ahead and abandon SEAL team members and an ambassador and just leave them there and not take care of them in any way, shape or form and let other foreign governments rescue our troops uh, in an embassy. And an annex. It's an interesting thing. And Hillary Clinton with her emails, I haven't went into it, but I think I'm going to do a show on Hillary Clinton. But she just won't stop. She doesn't know how. She's never gotten over the election. She has completely lost her mind every minute. She has blamed everyone from women to men to black people to the Russians to everything. She's just she can't take accountability that she's non-electable. Nobody wants her. And this is what makes people nervous about Biden and Trump because the Hillary Clinton element's not there. I almost wish he would have picked her as VP and we would have locked it up. But I still think that people understand that we probably need another four years of Trump. Things are actually going halfway decent and pretty good, minus everyone throwing a giant hissy fit like Hillary Clinton. So here's what she did, folks. It's an interesting thing. In an interview, she says, It makes her literally sick to her stomach to think about Trump winning a second term in the White House. Outstanding. We should definitely keep that up. That's always a positive thing. But here's the big one. Twice failed Democratic presidential candidate. And let's be honest, she already was president when Bill Clinton was in office. Called most Republicans cowards and spineless enablers for supporting President Donald Trump, who defeated Clinton during the 2016 presidential election with zero political experience. I love how the paper got that in. That's from the Daily Wire. And it's interesting because Hillary Clinton being non-electable isn't a surprise to anyone. 
Nobody believes her. They know she's corrupt. She's made millions upon millions of dollars. She's worth over $100 million. How? Well, the Clinton Foundation makes a heck of a lot of money, and she actually makes a ton of money. So does Bill Clinton, speaking at different engagements, and they get paid a ton. Enough where they get to go on Jeffrey Epstein's fine uh, little plane and fly to a, a, a lonely, lovable little island. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. I'm not a fan of the Clintons. I've never liked the Clintons. As a president, I certainly respect the man. But Hillary, with all due respect, as my mother raised me, never to call a woman a bad name. I will just tell you what I would tell anyone. Please shut up. You're absolutely done. You're never going to run again. Nobody respects you. And it's over. So see ya. Hillary Clinton's done now. Oh, yeah. You suck. Yeah, jackass. Absolutely you do. So let's just end it. Let's just stop. Let's get away from the Clintons. Let's get away from the Bushes. Let's get some new blood in here, okay? Uh, I just, let's give up on the past. The last three presidents, in my opinion, have not been the most effective. Let's just get back to the days of Ronald Reagan, even with some honor in the office, even though John F. Kennedy wasn't the most honorable human being in the world, still carried himself in a way where he cared about the people. We need to get back to people who care about their constituents. And we don't have that when we throw the Clintons and the Bushes, which have actually in the last 25 years have have either ran or been president 20 of those years, which is incredible when you think about it. You had eight years of Clinton, you had four years of Bush, another eight years of Bush. It's like we have two families. What is this, a theocracy? Moving on. Shut up, Hillary Clinton. Nobody cares anymore. All right. So here's the thing that I also want to talk about. Real clear politics. What does this mean? What does this look like? I I, I don't know. It looks like a sales report and COVID hit and you see these bottom red numbers. That's not it. This is actually the gap between August and October of what they have said, the swinging from a minus two to a plus four of the actual swing states combined as far as the lead. Red is in favor of Donald Trump. Blue is Biden. And as you can see in September, they showed this huge spike of two and a half. And then all of a sudden it dropped. This is interesting to me because this exact same thing is exactly the way it was with Hillary Clinton. I'm going to read this. In the top battleground states, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Arizona, and Wisconsin, Biden currently holds a four-point lead in the average. In 2016, Clinton held a 3.5 lead. That means there's just a 0.5 difference this time around. And remember, he absolutely slaughtered Hillary Clinton in the Electoral College. How come these polls say the same thing? How come these polls keep telling us that he has no chance of winning? But you look at the rallies that he had. Remember when they said that? Oh, these rallies don't matter. They don't transfer into votes. Well, actually, they do. And when you see 100,000 people at an airport wanting to get in to vote for this man, and Joe Biden and President Obama can't pull a couple hundred cars, where all you got to do is drive and park your car. You don't even have to get out. How easy is that? Especially with COVID, you can just park your car. There should be tens of thousands of cars there wanting to see President Obama. But alas, there's not. There isn't a large surge for the Democratic side of candidates. Nobody wants Joe Biden on the stage. They didn't want Bernie on stage either. And they certainly didn't want Hillary. And yes, I called her killer. I will never respect Hillary Clinton. You just need to get over it. That is the one person I will disrespect on this show. If you love her, 
see ya. I just, I don't want to do it. So Kamala Harris also is someone we don't respect. And why? Because she's not a Democrat. And when you look at Hillary Clinton, was a little progressive, but ultimately she was a war hawk. She's a wartime president. She in absolutely no way was blue collar. She's an elite. She's an elite. And Kamala Harris is not. Kamala Harris has voted on things. You'll hear this in a second. That'll make you go, what? There's no way she did that. She supported the Green New Deal. Sacrilege. Actually, she did. So when we talk about this graph right here, what does it mean? It just means that nobody knows. And I don't know. And I've given you my predictions, but that doesn't mean it's true. We can take a look at so many different things. But what it comes down to is just who shows up. And and honestly, nobody can predict that. We don't know what's going to happen. But I will tell you, if the rallies are any indicator and the buzz is any indicator and how the media is reacting is any indicator, Trump is in for a hell of a night. Because I want you to take a look at the way the media is starting to hold left accountable. They're upset about COVID. Something you need to know is Democrats and the mainstream media, I don't know if you know this, but they have open communication with the campaign of Joe Biden. All the MSNBC, NBC, CNN, C-SPAN, whatever, ABC, CBS, whatever, they all have a hard line into the DNC. And every morning, the splash reporters, the White House press staff, and the beat reporters and the pundits receive emails. These emails we saw on Hillary Clinton's server where we got to see Podesta and the other clowns from her campaign would transfer and give out information when it came to uh, debate questions or how do you want us to do this? Do you want us to kill this story or do you want us to show this story? That still happens today. And what's insane about that is really the only person on Fox that does that is Sean Hannity. He's absolutely a, a punching bag for Donald Trump. Sorry, my phone's going off. And he does everything that Donald Trump wants and says, and that's fine. I don't really care. He's an editorial columnist or an editorial show host. And and he openly admits that. But there's a difference with the Democrats is they actually will listen to the DNC when the DNC DNC says, kill that story. Don't show it. And we know this because we've seen the emails back and forth. And I can't absolutely assure that Fox doesn't do that. But I will tell you, anybody who watches Fox on the weekend, it is extremely liberal. Okay, Howie Kurtz is completely liberal. Chris Wallace is absolutely liberal. Only the late night shows don't. And then when you look through the day, there are still some people who are extremely liberal on Fox News. I can't say that about CNN at all. Okay, they may have a pundit or two. But the point is this, is that there is a huge gap in what the expectation is and what the reality is. I can tell you every Trump supporter out, out, out there is nervous. They're worried right now. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I, is it going to happen? Is it? You felt the same way in 2016 if you were a Trump supporter. And even if you weren't, you were so afraid of Hillary Clinton get in. All I can tell you is get out there and vote and do your jobs. Don't stay home. Vote. That's it. Don't trust the mail-in system. Get to a booth and vote. So now that we've had a chance to talk about RCP and real clear politics, and we also understand that the exact same talking points are being presented as they were in 2016. 
here's the thing is that these media elites, why do they still have a job? Every single pollster, every single pundit got it wrong in 2016, except one. And the only person to get it right, got it really right, called three swing states going to Trump and almost got it down to the number. Why? Because he ask different questions than they ask. They're very vague. They'll ask questions like, uh, do, do you see yourself ever voting for Donald Trump? And the answer would be no. And immediately that's a no vote on Trump and they're voting for Biden. But that's not necessarily what it means. The questions we never get to see. And the reason why is because they don't want us to see the questions. They also don't understand and what they don't count is that the national polls are always going to be in favor of liberals. There's about 52, 53% of the United States is Democrat and about 46 to 47, 48% is Republican. And then in the middle there, there's some independents and things that, but that's the majority of the party. They lean one way or the other. And the point of that is that you're always going to have skewed results, especially if you're calling California or New York. Where are you calling? Are you calling local? Are you mixing rural? And you can't when you only call 10 or 100 people because that's not a good enough sample size. And that's the problem with these polls. So national polls are crap. Just get rid of them. But if you're going to look at the swing states, who are they calling? Are they calling the city? Or are they calling rural areas? And honestly, at this point, nobody knows. But these polls aren't accurate. And why any of these media people have a job still is beyond me. If I did what they did and forecasted what they forecasted and was so unbelievably wrong, I would be fired. How do any of them have jobs? And it's interesting. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He was on Fox. He's been in the game for like 25 years. And I don't know why I can't remember his name, but I'm sorry. But he's a, just a dork. Um Lentz. No, not Lentz. Oh, gosh, I'll come up with that later. But anyway, he is a pollster and he said there's no way Trump can win. And he always comes on and he says this ad nauseum. And now this year he's doing the same. But it's interesting because he spun gears and changed a little bit and has said. If I am wrong this time about this and the, the masses have all agreed that Trump can't stand a chance and he won't win, then we're all out of a job. And nobody will trust polls again. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. And the score is the same, which shows me that they're asking the same questions. And because they're asking the same questions and they haven't changed the way that they do business, they're getting the same result. We've talked about this. That's not insanity. That's just stupid. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So we'll put that to bed. Understand that just you're not going to know until election night. And even then we may not know because we all know that there's a ton of ballots out there that may not be counted. And that's terrifying to everybody. I want to show you this video because I want to break this down. This is really interesting. And it's about Kamala Harris on CBS. Whether you've known it or not, they are now attacking the left on the left channel, CBS, NBC, uh, ABC, which is not too bad. Um, CNN, they're attacking the left. They attacked Nancy Pelosi. Jake Tapper went after Nancy Pelosi as well. And Nancy completely walked everything back. Rachel Maddow got uh, tattooed on the head of the DNC. And now, which is incredible, Kamala Untouchable Harris is getting attacked. And do you want to know why? Because the media knows that Trump's probably going to win. 
And they're hedging their bets. They lost $100 million last year, our last quarter, CNN did, $100 million. They're bleeding money. They can't do this again. If they keep attacking Trump the way they're doing and being just this sensationalized media, they are going to lose their butts. They're going to be out of business. Trump is killing them. So they are starting to hedge their bets, just like SNL did a skit. It wasn't a lot of positive reaction on the skits that they were doing and saying, hey, you got to hit both sides. Then last week, they hit both sides. This is the way it works. If you want to control the Democratic Party, control the talking points from the masses, they listen to people and they poll like crazy. And all they do is send out their flash traffic and everybody reads it. Okay. Uh, Trump's is horrible. He's deplorable. He is uh, xenophobic. Got it. And then they repeat it and regurgitate it on the media. That is what the liberals do. So if you want to control the liberals, just change public opinion and they will do exactly what the polls say. It's easy. Here's Kamala Harris getting the riot act, and it's pretty good. Enjoy this. Kamala Harris has represented California in the U.S. Senate for almost four years. You're very different in the policies that you've supported in the past. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I Somebody said that, and it actually— Watch your face. It's, I don't even know it's Kamala, 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 Kamala. I don't really care. Harris— um, watch her. She, this is going to be the VP, probably the president because Joe Biden's not going to last. I, people should be terrified, terrified, but listen to how this reporter comes after and she doesn't know what to say, except her manacle nervous laughter, which she always does this. <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable because all she's doing is filler to buy time to search for an answer that she'll never find. Mike Pence on the debate stage, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. Look at that face. Is that not... Yeah. You can see it. She's like, you're challenging me, you peasant. How dare you? Because watch what she does. She's just like, uh, excuse me? You're supposed to let my one non-surf or my surface level question go unabridged and unchallenged and shut up. This reporter's not doing that. And nobody's been doing that lately. They've been coming after them and holding them accountable. They need the ratings. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for all. You've supported legalizing marijuana. Joe Biden doesn't support those things. So And late term abortion and nonviolent crime misdemeanors for severe punishment and put thousands of black people in jail in California for with, with a crime bill and a non-reform destroying the criminal justice system even more than it already was on something that didn't work and ultimately was destroying black families. And yes, someone might have had a dime bag of oregano. I understand. Yes, somebody might have had cocaine. All of these things, I get it. But for someone who wants to legalize these drugs, why the heck are you punishing people for this type of stuff? She doesn't know what her platform is. She doesn't know what her idea is. She moved her way up through the chain. And I'm not going to get into the sexual stuff, but I'm just going to say she wasn't the best as a prosecutor, as a DA. She's laced with maybe not corruption, but choices that were absolutely questioned and overturned after she left office. Very similar to Hillary Clinton. Let's listen to the rest. Are you going to bring the policies, those progressive policies that you supported as senator, into a Biden administration? 
What I will do, and I promise you this, and this is what Joe wants me to do. This This is what Joe wants me to do. You're the Me Too movement. What are you doing? What do you mean what Joe wants you to do? Have you ever, that's, that's not cool. She's supposed to be powerful. She's supposed to stand alone. This is her truth. Why are you listening to what Joe Biden wants? Shouldn't you say, listen, I'm going to bring some new ideas to it. Joe Biden and I are going to work together. Not I listen to Joe. Please. Part of our deal. I will always share with him my lived experience as it relates to any issue that we confront. And I promised Joe that I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. You didn't answer the and question. is that a socialist or progressive perspective? <laughs> no. <laughs> he just called her a socialist. She just called her a socialist. Holy God, can we just like, can we, can, can we, can we, did, did, yes. 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 Look at her. <laughs> she not know what to say. Let's laugh some more. <laughs> no, it is the perspective of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America, who was also a prosecutor, who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also, you know... Ladies and gentlemen, that's called the race card. I'm going to bring up my race, which has nothing to do with the question. She can't answer a question to save her life. This could be the next president of the United States. Likes hip hop? (laughs) Hip hop? Do you you like hot sauce and chicken wings too, Hillary? Come on, man. Oh, come on. (sighs) Well, I want to give you you the opportunity to address this because- At the Republican National Convention, President Trump made the case that Joe Biden is going to be nothing more than a Trojan horse for socialist policies, for the left wing of the Democratic Party. Are you going to push those policies when you're vice president? I am not going to be confined to Donald Trump's definition of who I or anybody else is. Um, and I think America has learned that that would be a mistake. So just just to button that up, because you have fought for Medicare for all. That's not something that Joe Biden supports. If you become vice president, would you say to a President Biden, you know what, Let's we should really be pushing for Medicare for all, not a public option. That's just not going to do it. That's not my value. I would not have joined the ticket if I didn't support what Joe was proposing. And so our plan includes expanding on everything that Joe, together with President Obama, created with the Affordable Care Act. By contrast, you have Donald Trump, who's in court right now, trying to get rid of a policy that brought health care to over 20 million people, including protecting people with pre-existing conditions. And he's doing it in the middle of a pandemic that has killed over 215,000 Americans. What? Blah, 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 blah. Talking point after talking point after talking point. First of all, if Trump is successful, which he's not, it's going to be the SCOTUS. And everyone knows that what they did was completely unconstitutional and passed in the middle of the night. you got to pass it to see it. It is unconstitutional. It's probably not going to go away. I don't think SCOTUS will do that. I think the Supreme Court will probably just go ahead and be in a dissenting opinion against the movement. I don't think Republicans are going to win this one, and I really don't care. The problem that I have is that even if it is struck down, it's just going to go back to the Senate, 
It's going to go back to the House. and They're going to have to rework the bill and take the unconstitutional pieces out. There'll be a stay of execution on ending it. It's not going to end. It's just a scare tactic. That's all they're doing, just like abortion and, and, and lesbian and gay rights. They're not going away. Listen, Kamala Harris is terrifying. She's terrifying not because she's malicious, not because she's evil. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I really am not. And I'm not trying to insult somebody, but she's dumb. Okay. She's just dumb. America didn't want her. They didn't want her. She was in the primary. She didn't even finish in the top five. Nobody wants her as president. And everybody knows that Joe Biden isn't going to stay in office for four years. It's, it's not going to happen. Did you see him walking the other day from the tarmac? I, I feel so bad for the man. Listen, this is a huge election, not because of socialism and Republican versus Democrat. It's a huge election because we've made some economic progress after being stagnant for the last 15 to 20 years. We're actually seeing some growth that we saw in the Bill Clinton years because Bill Clinton basically destroyed the military and scalped it to save a dollar. But that's not important right now. What's important is we're seeing economic growth. We're seeing peace in the Middle East. We're not in war. We're not taking all of the money that we do not have and not have more because we're spending a trillion dollars on a war. Right now, you may not like him. You may not think anything other of him than he is just a complete blowhard, and that's fine. But you have to admit, and I hear this from everybody, if he would just shut his mouth and he would just be humble, then I would vote for him. Well, guess what? You're not going to get that. You're not going to get it. So stop asking for it. You know what you're going to get. It's baked into the result now. And that's why I think he's going to win because these numbers are way close and the polls are a guideway. But the fact that they are close leads me to believe that he will win because people know what they're going to get now. And he still is getting a ton of support. And people have had four years to decide to vote for somebody else, anyone else. And I don't think they want anyone else. And that is what they will get from a Harris-Biden ticket. And don't kid yourself, it is not a Biden-Harris ticket. That's it, everybody. Appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed the show. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. We've got to get that number down. We've got to stop it. We've got to reach out to veterans. Help them and give them the support they need. And if you are having some struggles and you are not a veteran, the Veteran Crisis Hotline will help you too. You don't have to be a veteran. Thank you, everybody. I will see you manana. Throw me a like and a share. It's going to pop up right over here in just a few seconds. And I appreciate you very much.